morning truth. Good or bad, right or wrong, fun or boring, easy or difficult, beautiful or ugly. Every day, we're surrounded by judgments, whether on the television or in our own minds. Our culture is strongly attached to categorizing and comparing. Yet we're told it's not politically or spiritually correct to judge. We have now become a culture that says accept difference, which is a good thing, for no one is surely better than anyone else. And our differences are an intentional gift from God. As a matter of fact, Psalms 139 and 14 tells us that we should give God praise for our differences and uniqueness. As the scripture reads, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. Oh, but it is so very easy to fall into a pattern of criticism or take on a persona of bad-mouthing people or things, especially when people or situations are inconsistent with what we have come to know as norm. On the other hand, we also do not want to fall into the trap of swaying to the extreme opposite because without a clear determination of what is good and not so good standards, disintegrate. Some children's sports no longer keep score for fear of proclaiming one a loser. Well, avoiding the truth is a dangerous place to dwell. And the truth is some people are better at some things than others. That's just the pure truth. Some can sing and some like myself can't hold a note in a bucket with a lid on it. Not everyone is destined to be a Grammy award-winning singer, but that doesn't mean that they are a loser. That just means they can't sing, but we all can enjoy the music. We all can sing and hum along with our favorite tunes. Hurting another person's feeling intentionally is not only wrong, it's also ugly and ungodly. But we also can't avoid distinguishing good from bad, right from wrong, beauty from ugly, talented from challenged, or winning from losing. When we become comfortable dismissing and distinguishing characteristics, then we open ourselves to nurturing lies and being dismissive concerning reality. In Colossians 3 and 9, the scripture tells us, do not lie to one another. And then if you turn to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. The truth is we cannot effectively encourage one another without addressing one's talents and another's challenges. Lies and pacifiers ultimately keep people from ever discovering where they fit in God's plan. If we feel pressured to label everything and everyone as good, regardless of their behavior or their challenges, we are nurturing an environment where children will go undisciplined. Hurtful behavior will be ignored and the act of striving for excellence muted. 
Proverbs 15, 32 tells us, whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Workers can become sloppy and unmotivated without some comparison of what good work is and what's just mediocre. We see the signs every day of the kind of deterioration that comes from the absence of making distinctions and setting standards. So, Pastor, if we're not supposed to judge but still need to tell right from wrong and good from bad, what are we to do? We are to lean on the principles of discernment. In Philippians 1, Verses 9 through 10, Paul tells us, It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent. Discernment may seem like judgment, but the difference between the two is incredibly significant. A person who judges is usually negative and likely makes a habit of putting people down, gossiping, slandering, acting and reacting out of jealousy or based on personal insecurity. Negative people tend to carry around anger as a security blanket. Judgment is defined as an opinion or estimate or criticism or censure. Judgment implies a play on power when one deems another as less than. Judgment is criticism without grace, with the intent to demean or lessen. Judgment also has a sense of finality, like a sentence being passed. When we tell someone they're going to hell because of their sin or sins, that is final. We have passed judgment on them not knowing if their tomorrow may bring repentance. There's only one judgment day and God will be the only judge with any authority on that day. And we ought to thank God that he doesn't pass judgment on us daily like some tend to repeatedly do on others. We know what it's like to feel judged by someone. It sticks to you like duct tape. And at times you find yourself feeling the pain of that condemnation days and even years later. Discernment, however, is a more personal and conscious approach. It's the cognitive ability of a person to distinguish what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. With discernment, we make good choices for ourselves and for others. Discernment is described as a keen perception, insight, acumen. Discernment is about seeing things as they are, tapping into something much deeper than our egos, which only serves to pass judgment. In Matthew chapter 7, the scripture tells us, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The reason God is so adamant about us not judging is because of all of the negativity that is outlined and spearheaded and nurtured 
through the act of judging. Now, when we make a conscious decision to not be around someone because of their lifestyle, behavior, or habits, that is not judgment, that is discernment, which is rooted in wisdom, which is supported by 1 Corinthians 15.33, which tells us, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Discernment brings clarity and true perception, whereas judgment is done to soothe egos and make comparisons that feed on negative perceptions and outcomes. Let me give you a scenario here. Let's say a teacher during the rehearsal of a school play notices one student is not very good at acting, despite their efforts. It is apparent that acting is just not this student's talent. Now, if the teacher says to the student, I see you're making a good effort, but I don't think theater will ever be a fit for you. That level of criticism is judgment and leaves the student walking away feeling like a loser. The teacher could and should elevate their criticism within the spirit of discernment, which would sound like this. I see that you're really making an effort. So it's evident that theater is something that you're interested in or that you desire to be a part of. But acting may not be where you excel at your best. Now, I remember that you're good with words. Would you be interested in helping me with the script? Who knows? Someday you may become a great playwright. You see the difference? Discernment is exalted with compassion. In Colossians 3 and 16, the scripture reads, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. We are charged to be encouragers of one another, committed to helping one another use all of their talents, all of who they are at a level of excellence. When we do this, God is glorified. Today, I challenge each and every one of you to see how many times today you can encourage someone. Yes, even those who are difficult to tolerate. Encourage someone today. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable.
look at somebody and tell them, I need you. I need you. You need me. You need me. We're all apart. We're all apart of God's body. Stand with me. Stand with me. Look at somebody and tell them, agree with me. Let's take it up, everybody. 